ladies and gentlemen, we're here. New episode. Welcome to In the Bag. How are you doing today, Brad? Hey, I'm doing great. It is. It's been a, a fun week, but a sad week. I've been. I mean, it's been a little lonely over at the warehouse. So we got a bunch of guys out for school. Jason's been gone on a vacation with his family, well earned. You know, it's been a little, a uh, little lonely. It's going to be good to get back to normal next week. But had a good week. Got a lot of stuff done, and really excited for this week's episode. To be honest with you, I know we kind of had, we you know, full disclosure, we have to pivot sometimes here on this podcast. Yeah, and. This is an episode we were planning on doing anyway, so we're just bringing it to you now. Um, thank you for everyone who commented and left all your feedback um, on last week's episode, kind of our 2023 recap episode, and uh, a lot of great stuff in there. Thank you for all the support, as always, and a lot of great ideas came out of there. And you know, we ask you, and the people have spoken, you do want to see the um, a few one-off episodes of me like just getting better over 2024. The two proposed names are this for the series are Breaking Brad and Get Better Brad. So, you know, comment below. So we we have an inkling of which one you're going to pick, but uh, here's here's how we want to do it. We want two lucky lucky of you because uh, I think for some reason people get really excited. I I see this culture elsewhere and social media, Brad, of like people are like, wow. I saw someone they commented on a video. And uh, they were like, wow, this comment has gotten more attention than my parents have given me in the last 10 years. Uh, And because it had like thousands of likes or something like that. And while that's really dark, everybody, I did audibly chuckle uh, when I saw that. And so uh, that probably makes me a bad person. But once again, full transparency here. So if someone will, when you're watching this on YouTube, first people to get here, someone run down right now to the comments and you're going to type, get better, Brad. And then another person going to come into the comments and be like, I'm going to type uh, Breaking Brad. Yeah, break. And then when you go through, you'll see those two comments rise to the top. So give them a like. And I know that people will do this incorrectly, and that's okay. We still love you. Mm-hmm. So I will, we'll be going through and tallying up all the people <laughs> that have positive <laughs> votes for each of them because yeah. we're guaranteed to get repeat votes. Yeah, love it. Um, but yeah, so that, that'll be fun. That's kind of what we're going to, the road we're going to go down today. Um, you know, I think the first step of this is like, Hey, it's a new year. A lot of changes have come in my bag, probably in the last six months. We've talked, kind of talked about off camera, Robbie. And so what we're going to do, you know, we're going to call that this episode one of whatever that series title is going to be. And we're gonna take a look at my bag and then Robbie is going to look through it with me. We're going to talk about like some good things that are happening in it. And then maybe some things we're looking for as far as like change or, and I think one comment on the last episode was like, you know, I'd love to know what it, what things do we need to, you know, what does a 900 player need to be able to do? I think that we'll come to that Ooh. in another, another episode, but I think the first step is probably making sure your bag is aligned and you're set up for success before you go out and start doing field work and putting and doing the drilling and like playing the tournaments. I think the bag's got to make sense first. Yeah, so. oh, absolutely. I, I think that if you, that's kind of one of the the hearts of the podcast, right? Is mm-hmm. if we want to succeed when we head out to the course, we have to make sure that we're set up for success before you even get out there. And there are loads of players that get frustrated on why they have the skills, the physical skills to compete, and yet they get on the course and can't seem to put anything together. And it's like, oh, well, that's because when you're looking at one of the most standard shots in the game, give me a 250-foot straight shot, mm-hmm. what – what are you throwing on that line? Uh, And then they look at their bag and they're like, oh, I have four discs in that slot. It just depends on the day. Well, Mm -hmm. if we're walking into courses, I'll go ahead and tell you, I don't think it's a pet peeve of mine, but when I hear someone say something like that to me, I'm always like, uh, if you told me that you have discs in your bag that you know overlap and yet they depend on the day, I have thoughts in how well you consistently score and once again, naysayers are going to jump in the comments and be like, well, I score well all the time. I'm super proud of you. I think you're an anomaly mm-hmm. because I know lots of people do that. And if I just imagine, Brad, like if someone decided if LeBron James was like, all right, so I've got these two jump shots that I really like. I'm pretty great at both of them. I'm LeBron James. Mm-hmm. But you know what? Some days, even though they accomplish the same thing, some days when I lean in, I like to just shoot with my, you know, I like to shoot with my right hand dominant. And the other days I like shoot my left hand dominant. And to me, 
I just kind of see which one's doing better that day. Yeah, it's definitely not the case. And I think even looking at someone's bag, like Brody, who's touring, who's serious, who's, you know, definitely a great player. Every time we dig into his bag, I'm always surprised on how simple it is. You know yeah. what I mean? Because no. I think in my mind, you know, my naive mind before we're like really starting to think about all this, you know, a year ago, it's like, oh, well, they're pros. They can throw all different kinds of discs. They're going to have tons of like, not only tons of molds, but like tons of like, weird runs and things like that and it's really and at least in brody's case and i think some of the other pros and like uh serious amateurs i talked to like they don't have like a ton of variation they found kind of what's worked for them and then they just kind of lean into that and and i think that's kind of where i am i've like really just my bag's complete robbie can see it right now in front of him thanks disc rpm for that we it's it's cool because i went in right before this episode and Put a bunch of stock pictures in and just built my bag right in front of them it took like what four minutes yeah it was very easy so shout out to disc rpm for that um but probably just looking at my bag it's very different than it once i mean from yeah. episode one it's very different but also just i mean even from from the last time i looked at it you know mid last year it's very different um there's definitely some overlap there's definitely some places you can probably see i'm experimenting and finding what i like and what i don't like but it's definitely left left me like i think making bad choices on the course and maybe making bad disc choices and really not and i think one of the big things is like not really being super comfortable with most of them because i'm changing what i'm trying to do with them so much yeah so i think that's kind of you know the, the concept here uh for today yeah and i i think it's a good start for anyone going through this process understanding if we're switching out a disc, if we're adding new discs to the bag, in theory, m most often that's going to be uncomfortable because change is always uncomfortable for anyone in any, like anyone, anything in life, change is never supposed to be, or it, it's, yeah, it's different and different most often feels weird uh things like that so I look at as a, um, I did on my channel recently, so I've pulled destroyers and race out of my bag mm -hmm. and i put raiders in now i've thrown raiders in the past i had i probably have four or five months under my belt of throwing raiders as my primary distance driver but that was years ago mm -hmm. so even when i did a video comparing them i was like okay these raiders are somewhat new but i remember throwing them way back when and i just decided to not get rid of all of them so i had these raiders and i'm trying and I even said in the video, no matter how much, even if these Raiders felt more comfortable, if I liked them more because they are different than what I've been throwing in this distance driver slot, I wouldn't be shocked if in a close, if it's a close race, just because I know how these others fly. Mm -hmm. Like you have, I see you got a purple envy in the bag. Um, if that isn't the envy that we all know that it's your envy, not envy, then while it still feels hand feel wise, you probably could still accomplish more. You in your mind, you could accomplish mm -hmm. more because you had so much confidence with the prior one, even if this disc actually does fly better for you right now. So there's right. this awkward learning curve of we have to, when we're adding, when we're making changes to our bag and things like that, we have to be okay to take a step back. What's going to, what may even feel like a step back and not actually be a step back in terms of your ability to execute right off the bat because something's different. Yeah. No, I think that, and that's kind of where I am too. I'm just kind of leaning into some things like, um, I don't want to get too far ahead and jump into the bag, but the evader, for example, it wasn't like, it's maybe not the most comfortable feel in my hand per se, mm. but it is doing exactly what I wanted that slot to do that. I really couldn't find many other discs to do. And I'm getting, the distance and like the flight out of it that I think is intended for that disc. And it just is, you can probably see in my bag too. There's like kind of like, there's not a lot around that disc. I'm leaning on that disc heavily for that slot just because it can do so much for me. So, yeah. And I'm, I'm switching between, I don't know. I'm kind of landing probably somewhere in the middle. And I've mentioned this probably the last couple episodes, but I used to be like, okay, I want a disc for every single tiny flight difference in, you know, one category. So like, mid-ranges for example i would have like seven different mid-ranges they all flew slightly differently slightly less stable or more overstable and then instead of like 
be you know manipulating my like angle a little bit more or my release angle i would just like okay i'm gonna throw everything as flat as i can and just hope that it does what it's supposed to do now i'm kind of going back to and i'm not going like super minimalist either but i'm like let's just iron iron out like a handful of them make sure i have most of those shots covered but i'm leaving more gaps in between those discs now and kind of relying on manipulating angles a little bit or you know just better shot selection maybe um mm. to like really fill in those gaps for me rather than carrying a ton of mid ranges, for example. Yeah, no, I, I think that's, I think that's very wise having that you can min max it. You can adjust accordingly. Mm -hmm. It's two valid strategies. It's the two ends of the spectrum as the, I uh, like, yeah, I, it, you are not, not far off by any means. So let's, let's dive on in if you're ready, Brad. Yeah, let's do it. And the cool part is, for those of you watching, uh, mm -hmm. Brad mentioned this with Disc RPM, but I just, once again, I think it's a really cool feature. If I if I reached out to you and you're in the comments and you're listening and I was like, oh, hey, uh, Paul, Paul, we want you to come on the podcast. It doesn't take you long to put it all in there. And people can come look at you inside the, the In the Bag podcast community, which is fantastic. Mm -hmm. uh but like brad threw it all in there so by the time y'all are seeing this this bag is going to look completely different because all of his actual pictures of the discs are going to be in there so pardon me if i end up saying wrong colors or whatever it may be um mm -hmm. so uh you're a butter boy now you okay. are we're putting with the butters uh do y'all have That's a stat i know but a little behind the scenes, everybody. So Jason and Brad have this like rolling shelf inside the warehouse where mm -hmm. they had both been using. There was half of them were blue bonnets and half of them were roaches. roaches. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So yeah, we had are y'all slowly transitioning? Yes. Yeah, it's already happened. It's and uh, Nate has his on there, too. So there's like wizards and butters and uh, uh, fudges. So, yep. Our transition has already started. I love it. So how's the, how's the putting feeling with the butter so far? The butter feels good. I mean, um, I feel like I'm, I kind of have that confidence I had with the roach. Um, it's a similar profile. Like it's a little bit deeper. So the thing I am trying to like work on and pay attention to is like, what are my fingers doing when I'm releasing? And I just, because with, with the roach, it was just kind of a dart. I could just not a dart. It was like a ooh, ooh, yeah, yeah, a little slip, little slip, little slip. It wasn't a. Uh, it, it was just like a you know straight line kind of thing. I could just really push putt, mostly push putt the roach and just kind of get it there. Um, with the inner core, when I was putting with the inner cores, I had to like focus on giving it a little bit more spin, a little more pop to get there. Mm. And then now with the butter, um, I'm kind of it's almost like in between. So I'm kind of just feeling that out on like where. And kind of you know in like any new putter i'm like really figuring out like where's my hand position i'm kind of putting more like this kind of thing whereas i would probably put more like this or something before but i'm really trying to focus on like an anchor point mm. just coming from my archery days here on uh, and then be consistent and the butter even though it's it's a two three zero one it is really straight at least for me so i have to really i'm changing my aiming point too so i'm just trying to get like dead center basket now or like slightly right um whereas like the roach was i had to hang it out a little farther right so mm. i'm just you know but it's going well like it feels good and i i feel like i can get to the place where i can be confident with it you know sooner rather than later yeah so good choice patron heiser club members thank you for that thanks for not you know destroying me for a year i appreciate yeah. it I'm not giving you banger gts mm, yeah banger gts bad choice Choice. Yeah, that's a tough look tough yeah. look uh but you mentioned putting with intercourse so you've moved one of the putting the baseline intercourse is still in the bag um what's it doing for you so this is my really understable throwing putter um this is one i can throw on like a little baby hyzer to flip up and like just keep turning hmm. which is something i and again i'm rethinking a lot of shots like where i would be like oh i'm just gonna jam like a zone forehand out there and I'm like, well, maybe I can give it this like a nose up, like turning inner core shot and have better results at the end. I'm not going to skip. I'm not going to, you know, whatever. So um, that's a, like some of these understable shots I'm really trying to work on. Like a, and this inner core has been really helpful with that. I've always liked it for that flight. So it's just kind of living in that spot. 
I used to have a, a really, really beat up, almost unrecognizable envy in that spot. And I lost it and I was heartbroken. And again, I, I want to be able to grab some stuff off the shelf rather than have like these cryptid discs, you know what I mean? So yeah. I felt like this was a really good option for that flight that I was looking because even a proxy, I'm about to beat in quite a while to like get it to do that for me. Um, and this just kind of already does it. So that's where that's kind of living. And I'm, I'm just trying to work on that shot. I love it. So another disc that when I think of, when I think of this disc, I would think based on the one man that I know that throws it, I would think this disc could eventually be a premium plastic version that's going to slot into that. At least if the one you have is premium, I'm not sure. I know you can't show the stamp on it, but is it, it is. diamond? Uh, yes, it's it's some special blend. They actually did this special blend for us. Oh, sick. Okay. Yeah. So is it premium? Yeah. So I'll show the back. Yeah. I can't show the front. It's going to be in this uh, month's subscription box, and I can't spoil it. Not yet. Yeah. But, but it, you can it is the shaman. It yeah. is the shaman. Which means so, you, you guys can probably get some hints as to what the theme might be. Uh, yeah, there's your hint. There's your crazy hint. discs only one person likes. Huh? <laughs> yeah, right. Well, That's the here's, theme. Here, here's, yeah, here's the thing. I, I, uh, I took this out. I've seen Connor throw the Shaman a ton. Yeah. And I really love the way it flies. And, you know, I think everybody kind of like just matches to some discs and they just like work well for them you know just their style they're throwing all that and i was like well since um since we have some i'm gonna try them now and i took it on through and i really loved it, it it's one i could throw pretty hard um with a little baby hyzer and just kind of flips up the flat and either goes like very straight or goes very straight with like a little bit of turn so it's like kind of that really really neutral throwing putter slot mm. again it probably for the I haven't thrown it a ton yet, but to your point, I think it's gonna it lives in that like I really want that straight straight two hundred and fifty foot shot. Like what can I trust to do that? Sometimes with a mid range I feel like um I have to back off power a little bit if I want to like go only two fifty and when I start like changing my power on some of these discs, that's when I kinda get myself in a little bit of trouble. Mm. Um again, that's a skill I need to have. But for the time being, the shaman is like, okay, it's a throw, it's a throwing putter. I know it's going to go very straight with maybe a little bit of turn at the end. And I can trust that and I can throw it like 75% power and get it there. So from all of the field work I've done with it so far and playing some of the holes at my, on my property, I really like it. So we'll see how it goes from, from here. But, um, you know, maybe it gets beat in and gets a little bit more turn on it. And then I can, you know, just throw another new one in there. And then I have, Kind of like that hand feel thing and then you know maybe the inner core is in there for straight utility like extremely flippy putter or maybe it just comes out i don't know yeah yeah i definitely think give it time it's it is one thing to put an expectation in on a disc of like oh it's going to get there uh because mm -hmm. like a disc i did that for you have in your bag still from the same run uh or not same run uh possibly same run we'll see uh that I I put in my bag and I warn all the listeners it can get real dicey being like oh this is how I expect this disc to beat in especially if it's mm -hmm. a new mold that you you haven't mm -hmm. used to the point of submission so it's like if someone were to watch me throw precious child with a pig I would warn you if you want to make a pig do that it's probably going to take some time Mm -hmm. of keeping that same pig in the bag over and over again. And people are like, well, I just can't get my pig to get to that point. It's a time investment thing. Uh, and it's not only a time, it's mm -hmm. I throw that disc a lot. I threw it way more before it became Precious Child, which is what got it there. So, yeah, just, I think that's yeah, that's kind of where I am. Like, I'm going to I'm going to pick the disc to be in my bag because of it's like normal, like off the shelf flight is kind of where I want to be. And then if it beats into a point where it can cover two spots, that's awesome then I just keep cycling and keep that process going. If I end up loving the disc in that slot. Which is a good caveat. Building, yeah. And I think it's, you know, in a, in a building, I'm in a rebuilding phase. So I need to like, just know what I'm grabbing and not just like rely on something. I'm not, may not be able to find, find or something like that. Oh, absolutely. And like in a rebuilding phase, 
it's one thing to be like, oh, I'm in a rebuild phase. By the way, I'm going back. To, I'm only using discs that I know and I'm super familiar with and all that. It's like, if you're going to rebuild, rebuild, throw in some on a chance and see if they like actually stick. See if they, they float around. I that's yeah. Can't encourage that enough. So what's this new envy doing for you? Okay. So it's being an actual envy, right? It's, you know, an overstable throwing putter. Um, it's really funny. I've never, I've never done this before, and it's never been an issue. And I don't know what it was this year, but um, my Eclipse envies that I usually have in the bag, I, I'm just taking them out for winter. I'll put them back in the, in the spring, summer. But every time we play a weekly, like when I went to throw my Eclipse envy, it would slip out of my hand every single time. Mm. I don't know if they're just getting like kind of like beaten and worn out. I don't have a lot of grip to them. I don't know if something's changed with my like finger texture. I don't know, but I have like a um cosmic electron envy here okay that i'm just really trying to use as a normal envy and again if it beats into the point where it starts to get a little flip to it that i want then i'm excuse me go to cycle in a new one and then we'll keep that process maybe i got the hiccups the process going um but i'm just really like counting on it to be an envy because again in spring or summer i'm going to throw in another eclipse one in there and i want it to still have like a similar like flight yeah that's fair. Getting used to like making the idea of the flight versus a particular disc. And plus then if you end up not liking the shaman and you've got a bunch of envies that are beat in and ready to go, you could end up with like a triple cycle. I feel like almost yeah. of I've got a really beat in one. I have my straight ones. I mean, almost the exact same thing I'm doing with my picks. Of mm. That's kind of the dream. Like that's kind of where I it. want to be. But again, I'm not, I don't have the expectation of doing that, but if that happens, that's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's people are like, I can't, when I showed my disc collection and I had 60 plus pigs, people were like, that's a little gross, Robbie. And I'm like, mm -hmm. yeah, but I'll go ahead and tell you probably 10 of them don't fly like a pig that you would expect. They're my, like they've already been through the bag and they're in the straight pig box. Mm -hmm. And then a couple of those are even closer to precious child. So mm -hmm. while there's a lot, it's nice finding a mold you love and you're going to, you're going to rock consistently. So to me, that takes you to the zone. Yep. So I switched out my other zone for this really sweet one. Um, Is that supposed very, to be like a tiger's stamp? Yeah. yeah. So very cool. Um, I, I retired the thousand rated one to the shelf. It was getting a little like really beat in and not that I'm like want to collect. I just wanted it to be there and recognizable to some point. It's getting scratched up and destroyed. So I'm like, we'll keep that as a memory. And I saw this one. I'm like, I got to have this one. It's beautiful. This one t is a, like as overstable as you expect a, a zone to be. Um, I haven't been using it for so long, like super long. So it is like still that overstable, reliable zone, which is something it's a staple to my bag. I don't know that that'll ever change unless I lose it in a, a challenge or something like that and then i have another zone that i started using too this um z jawbreaker zone Ooh, it's a mist stamp it has a pro d stamp on it which i think is awesome um but it's like it's like really gummy yeah really flexible um i like it a lot it's just a little straighter with an overstable mm. finish so um and i just realized that you know after losing zones during rounds and things like that or not having them when I'm doing a challenge or something that really should probably carry two, and they both do a little bit different things. So I can kind of justify them both being in there yeah. and I know how they fly, but I just want to make sure I have two of those discs in my bag. Yeah. I mean, that's, I, I couldn't agree more. Like if I, one of the beauties of having the three zone or the three pigs in my bag is that even precious child at the end of the day, I know how to throw a precious child to get it to still have some pig like tendencies. Yeah. So if I'm running a hole and it's like, ah, junk, I had to throw I the disc that I needed to throw on this upshot next to the water was a pig. Mm -hmm. You got to step up and you got to throw that zone. You shouldn't be thinking to yourself, I can't throw my zone here because if I lose it, I know that I throw a zone on four more holes later on in the course. Right. The odds of you shanking that shot in the water drastically increase no matter what disc you're throwing mm -hmm. there. So being able to step up and be like, it's okay. I'm going to throw the disc for yeah. this shot. Right. Super reliable. So I love that, uh, which means the peppermint is also in there for what purpose? 
So this is my like extremely overstable approach disc. If I need to flex something out of a sticky situation, I'll even throw this kind of like um, almost in, in a um, really overstable mid-range scenario too, because I can throw it as far. Mm. And it's just a little deeper than the zone and it feels a little bit more comfortable with the backhand. Okay. So it's kind of in there for that. Like it's more of a utility, get out of jail. If I need something very overstable or if I need to backhand something very and flex something overstable, then that's probably what I want to choose. Uh, it's fairly new to the bag, but I'm really liking it so far. I've used it out of, in a couple hairy situations and it's got me out. So, um, and again, it feels really good. And I think I, I'm kind of working on both ends of the spectrum. I want those really understable shots. And I also want to be able to work over stable discs too, to have that availability. So that's why the peppermint's in there. Cool. That, that makes sense. So you said using it on overstable sort of, uh, mid-range shots. So then where's the quake differentiate itself from the peppermint on those so, backhand, those overstable shots. So the quake for me, here's the quake. The, the quake for me is not as like overstable as I will. I want it to be. Mm. It's still overstable. Don't get me wrong, but I would do like five, five, zero, two, maybe. Okay. Me. Um, it's just not that like beef of all beef that I want. If I need that, I'm going to drop down and throw the peppermint. Okay. Which I used to have another disc like out from, I used to have the nebula, then the bobcat. And really, I wasn't really throwing the nebula. I was really just throwing the bobcat. And the bobcat was kind of beat into the point where it was like straight and then had like this overstable dump at the end to it. And the quake is more, um, I can even flex the quake a little bit. And it doesn't have like this like super overstable dump for me. It has more of like a a consistent, reliable dump, like fade out. So that's kind of what I like about it. Like um, hole number two at Timbrook, for example, I'm going to throw the quake off the tee and I'm going, I'm going to hang it out right mm. and come around that tree. That's the, the shot I like to throw there. Yeah. Um, so with my forehand, I'm either like throwing it way too long or way too short. I can't. I haven't quite found like the best forehand uh, attack of that hole yet, but feel really comfortable with a backhand. Um, and before I would kind of like throw the bobcat like over the tree by the water and it just kind of hit behind it, just like dump straight in. And the quake have to hang out a little more wide because the fade out is a little bit longer, which I can also throw the quake farther than I could ever throw the bobcat. So again, I think just kind of learning how to use that disc is still fairly new also. Okay. Yeah, I mean, I, I I agree. That shot is needed. That's to me. That's what the Eclipse Reactor is for. Like, mm -hmm. I I want, and I I love what you're saying in terms of the quake. You're not necessarily looking for that. Like, you need a backhand disc, a backhand mid range that you can throw when you're like, oh, there's some headwind here. Mm -hmm. So I wouldn't rely on my hexes, the origin, anything like that in that scenario but I do need it to actually travel. So I can't throw like the peppermint here and just think yeah. it's not that much of a headwind. Mm -hmm. Um, so I can see the beauty of that being a quake. Uh, I remind me, have we, I'm sure you have the buzz. Mm -hmm. Where do you stand on the buzz? Remind me about that. I, I, I am impartial to the buzz. I used to throw them all the time. Okay. Um, I really like the 20 year anniversary buzz like the, with the wasp mold, that one flies awesome. Um, so, I mean, I like it. I just don't really have a need for it. I don't think the hexes have kind of bumped out the need for that unless you see something different. Yeah. I'm that's the, the spot. There's two spots on. I'll take that back. There's three spots on your bag that I'm like extremely fascinated by. Uh, okay. and we're launching into one of them right now, which is you've got an origin and two hexes sitting right next to each other. Mm -hmm. What are they? Are they all fighting for a similar spot right now? No, the, they're just a little, they fly different for me. I, I purposely did not adjust how they flew for me. I wanted to be a little bit more pure in that respect, but the eclipse hex has a little bit of fade for me. So okay, kind of so between. the white one is Eclipse. Okay. Yep, that's Eclipse. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, for those of you, if you're looking at my bag on the screen, it's going to have the actual discs when you're seeing it. For mine and Robbie's purpose, I just threw them in so we could talk about them. Um, yeah, the white one's Eclipse, so it's a little bit, um, has a little bit of fade at the end. 
the fission is just pretty straight just in general it just goes very straight for a long time maybe has a little finish depending on how i throw it and then the origin has more turn for me than the fission hex yeah so they're they're really kind of like all in that middle spot you know eclipse is a little more overstable new uh fissions straight origin is like more understable has more turn to it yeah yeah that's when i so i had the i had an eclipse hex in my bag fighting for the and really the same spot that you've got it and that like okay it's gonna hold straight but the eclipse hex is still going to have some finish on it at the end may not be a ton of finish but it's going to have some finish on it Mm -hmm. um and so i had instead of a quake i had an eclipse reactor and then so i ended up having just one eclipse reactor in there two hexes and then an origin on the like far side so Mm -hmm. very similar setup to where you're at i just didn't have the uplink in there Mm-hmm. Um, because we know what the uplink's doing for you, and I think yeah. it's still really necessary to have. Um, but so like I had that spread, and then the more that I kept throwing that eclipse hex, it was like, okay, this thing is one solid tree hit for me mm-hmm. away from becoming eerily close to the other hex. Mm-hmm. And just flying super, super straight. And that was what I found is the more power and stuff I was putting on it as I was gaining distance with the Eclipse X, it was like, okay. And I remember if for Birmingham locals, there's a course called George Ward, toll 13, that you're thrown over a creek. It's like it runs right down the middle of the fairway. And so the play is you can either run down the left side of the creek and sort of crash over, mm-hmm. which is you got to have an arm like a cannon and a really overstable disc to do that. Or you can throw kind of immediately over the Creek and then let it slow fade out, but you can't go too overstable because you'll crash into the Creek. So I was like, Oh, perfect. I'm just going to throw a soft eclipse hex on this line and just let it boop, fly straight and then crash. And sure enough, it did. It did the first half <laughs> and I threw it and it went really straight. And I was like, I, if I'm in a tournament, this is a little, I'm flirting with the line too much. So that's mm-hmm. where I would look at. I, yeah, I would wonder, cause how long has it been since you threw an eclipse reactor? Have you ever thrown the reactor first off? Yeah, it's been a long time. Yeah. Cause I'd be curious for you to throw an eclipse reactor alongside the quake. Mm-hmm. And then throw a fission reactor alongside your eclipse hex, mm-hmm. and just be like, "Now, granted, you man, that's sometimes people, I myself included, can try to over mold mineralize." Mm-hmm. And if the quake's like, if you're loving the quake and you're throwing the quake, then I think it stands there. But mm-hmm. if it's not cemented already, now's Maybe the time to test look. it against something kind of a deal, um, which could clear up that space on the hexes but i agree if you've got your hexes doing that the buzz is unnecessary mm-hmm. yeah and again the, the origin's still a fairly new addition but it's doing exactly what i want it to do which is i can throw it hard and it like just slowly turns which is and this one's sweet just has a bar stamp on it yeah um and then my uplink yeah everyone i think knows what that is that's an easy flip up turnover shot my very sweet Sacred Heart Hospital one died by a fan. Thank you so much for that. Um, so yeah, that's just, it's just the uplink's a staple in my bag in the way that the zone is, yeah. and the envy, you know. Yeah. What I would be curious is is if you were to test some competition against either of your either your like Eclipse Hex or your Quake, I would encourage you to take the the Fission Hex out of your mm-hmm. bag. Mm-hmm so that you just have the origin in there so it will beat in because your eclipse x has somewhere in tear to it because people or your fission hex sorry has somewhere yeah. in tear to it because i think people expect a fission hex off the shelf to just be like yeah. laser straight and that takes time like mm-hmm. unless you have like 160 gram hex yeah, and I'm just now time. seeing that. To be fair, I'm just now seeing that very straight flight, and I mean, you can see it. It's it's got some beat beat upness to it. Yeah. 
Oh, I, I, that was one, I, that run was very early on this year, I want to say, because mm-hmm. I remember that being like around when I came in mm-hmm. and like one of the first care packages I got yeah, had it's been for a while. that vision hex in there. So, uh, but just letting that origin beat in to just give yourself a little more mm-hmm. clarity yeah. on, because I'm sure, and now that you're seeing that straight flight out of the hex and you have a newer origin. Yeah. Just a, the difference between a little bit of Heiser in the origin or a little maybe ba- baby Annie on the hex, mm-hmm. same flight. Right. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But still probably a pretty sizable gap, I would guess, between the origin and the uplink. Mm-hmm. Yeah, there's the uplink's a very, it's its own island over there. Yeah. And I know that the origin's trying to replace the lobster. Correct. So. It will with some time. I mean, I, I've heard Nate now mention it outside of like, I spoiled y'all with that one origin because it mm. was like, this is what they can be. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I saw it. And I'm just like, man, I've got to get one in my hand and just start throwing it against some trees to get it to that point. Yeah. So uh, moving on to the fairways, this is spot number two that I'm like, this looks fascinating to me. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm, I'm sure there are some differences, but what's what's going on in this FD Leopard 3 Mockingbird party? All right. There this is a mess right now. <laughs> okay. At it's least a hey, acknowledgement is the first step. Yeah. Here are the things that are and again, for me, I tr- I treat like everything from nine to seven kind of in the same line, if you will. Yeah. Um Sexton Firebird is a new addition. One came in like kind of warped. Wow. Um, oh, is that a, this year's run? Yeah. yeah. One came kind of warped and had like a dent in it from Innova. So I'm like, oh, I'll use this one instead of throwing it in the used bin. And I, I needed something like very overstable yeah. in the fairway category. Again, I don't use it a ton, but I needed that like very like super beefy disc to use. Um, so like that kind of came in that makes sense uh the evader which is a new addition again there's like a you can see like a chasm kind of around it but it covers a lot of gaps for me i can throw it flat and it goes it has like that just like consistent kind of hyzer the whole time like slow hyzer the whole time which is nice um i can flex it a little bit it will come back if i flex it if i don't flex give it too much annie and if i need like a big like like just hyzer like that that boomerang like or rainbow type shot like the evader is going to do that for me so it's been really kind to me so far okay um and this is like kind of a clone of the one i threw for that uh the in the bag episode after i threw it for that guest i was like man i've got to find <laughs> gotta have it baby and i even like felt them i'm like okay this one has like enough spring it feels like that one so uh <laughs> that's been really nice now the the fds the FDs are like the staples, so they they belong there. They're like very neutral disc. I mean, they go pretty straight. Like this this FD I've had for a while. It's okay. it's it's pretty beaten, so it'll actually turn a little bit and come back to straight, which is kind of funny. Um, and this yeah. FD is a um, an Innova FD. So just okay. our, from our use section. I was like, tell um, us you're flexing on us, Brad, without telling yeah. us you're flexing on us. Um, but yeah, I just came in and it, it flies amazing. It's maybe just like a little bit more, like a touch more understable. Um, okay. It's like, it's 169, so it's a little lighter. And then it like, is just kind of beat in. So, um, but both of these, I make sure I release on like Kaiser because they, they will flip up. If I don't, they will turn on me. But I feel like I get like a ton of distance. Like they're probably my, like, started sorry to talk about timbrook we've just played it a lot recently yeah. um not whole one like i'm throwing the fd my orange fd on hyzer it'll flip up and actually turn a little bit in that gap and then kind of like fall into the hillside pretty straight like in line with the basket that's like my shot choice there um the yellow one i honestly don't throw that much but it's kind of the same situation as like the zone like this one's a little like flippier than the orange one but I don't feel like if I lose my orange one, which I did lose my orange one during the round at um, Ivy Hill, I didn't have like a backup. Mm. So I wanted to make sure I had 
I just want a backup of that disc. That's why yeah. the only reason it's there. Um, okay. Mocking Leopard 3, Halo, it's a Halo Leopard 3. Um, Mockingbird and Diamond. These uh, Mockingbird has been in my bag for a while. Um, it's the America one. America. Yeah. Um, which is just honestly the main reason I started throwing because I think it's amazing. Like yeah. the stamp's amazing. Fantastic stamp. Well played. Um, it, it flew really well for me for a long time. Um, but like when I started throwing the S line FDs, like it kind of, I don't throw it that much anymore. Cause mm. I think, I don't know why in my head it was a faster disc. And when I put it in here, I'm like, Oh, well that's stupid. No wonder I don't throw it anymore. Um, it feels like a little faster. It's a little domier. And I used to be able to like throw it extremely far, far and it'd have like this nice, like flex line, but it's like really flippy now that I've used it a bunch. And I don't know how it got so like flippy on me. It won't, it will not come back. Like even if I throw it on a little hyzer, it'll flip up, go straight and just won't come back. It mm. won't fade. So full disclosure, this may not be in the bag much past this episode. Now okay. kind of like, like seeing it, but that's what I, I would I would often throw it in a spot where I'm like okay this is more of like a like a distance driver or control driver shot shot that's when I would used to throw it yeah but now I'm like okay I'm either doing FD or I'm going like to like the vulture okay like I'm not like choosing it really at all anymore so it's interesting that it's still in there um the Halo FD or I'm sorry Halo Leopard three which is one of the Christmas ones I just started throwing it and i just fell in love with this disc it is not like what i expected the leopard 3 to be but kind of in a good way yeah this like is very jackalope-esque like almost like what i wanted the jackalope to be off the shelf so i've been throwing it in love i can throw this disc so far like so far and it's on hyzer to flip up and for, again the flight numbers don't really make me feel like I should do this, but it flips up, goes really straight. It will even turn a little bit, maybe depending on how I release it, but it will have some fade at the end, like a little bit and not the FDs. Well, I can't guarantee on that fade at the end. It probably, they probably won't. If they fade, they just kind of come back to center. They don't like fade into like the overstable category. Mm. This one might, it has like a little dump to it. I can't figure it out. I don't know how a disc is, understable or flippy with hard finish hard finish at the very end yeah. so um so i don't know like i'm gonna throw this to some more it's a new addition but it kind of it will turn more but it like has an overstable finish so it's very interesting yeah i'll be curious how how long it retains both yeah like i would assume that the fade will be the first thing to go mm -hmm. rather than it just turning even more kind of a deal yeah. Uh, but yeah, because I think that that water right now it doesn't sound like it's that muddy because it actually if on the chart the the leopard three is like on the more understable side of the FDs, but it sounds like in reality they would be flipped. Yeah, kind of. And yeah, and then the mockingbird is just kind of there, but I don't really throw it a whole lot anymore, so it's probably just going to come out if I'm yeah. being honest. And then. Um, the diamonds in there just because again the diamond is just so fun to throw it's the uplink of my fairways yeah like it's it's utility if i need like that huge like left to right shot and i can throw it nose up and just have like a beautiful like turning shot then i can throw the diamond all day on that yeah i i think that is wise and it fits and especially i like that you're identifying the most times that you would want that flight of the mockingbird, you probably can finesse something else mm -hmm. to do that or just right. lean into the easiness of the diamond to get mm -hmm. very, get expected shots rather than like, okay, so the mockingbird, I can't throw it here because mm -hmm. then it's going to roll. But I, if I throw it on too much hyzer, it's not going to get up and move right enough kind of mm -hmm. a deal. Those are those are the trap discs, guys. When a disc is coming out and you're using it less and less, not only because you found other discs, but because you're like, it is so finicky for me to be able to hit this well. Mm -hmm. So when it needs to leave the bag, uh, yep. the wraith that left my bag, the team stamp wraith that left my bag was that way. Like if I hit it perfectly, mm -hmm. 
farthest flying disc in my bag and it's not even close that thing flew so far mm-hmm. but most of the time i was either having to throw it on so much hyzer that it barely stood up or too much not enough hyzer and then it's just shoom, burning over yeah. and rolling so i'm here for that now lift i'm guessing the lift is going to work in more with your army of vultures yeah and and honestly Honestly, the lift is exclusively forehand. Okay. It is like my go-to like forehand disc if I need distance for the time being. And yeah, I don't really throw it on backhand. There's no reason. I just don't. Mm. So that is something I'm going to start using because again, theoretically, it should fit like nicely on, on the right side of my vultures, right? Yeah. So, you know, I should be able to just uh, flip it up, go straight with a little bit of finish. It should be the FD of my like distance drivers, really. Because again, I know it's a nine speed, but I throw it more like a distance driver. That's when I'm picking it yeah. for like a forehand. So it feels a little bit more like a, a wider rim distance driver, like a control driver. Okay. So where, what, do the, what do the vultures do? Because I know running. one of these is not actually, a, it, it is a vulture, yeah. but it's not really a vulture. Yeah, this is my flippy vulture. Like it will flip up. Um, to the point where, like, if I throw it on Annie now, it doesn't come. It doesn't come back very hard. Okay. So, um, so that's kind of what that one does. So it's kind of if you are looking at the chart, like the lift is on the the right side there. The that vulture is probably like a like ten five zero point five or one. Okay. Maybe that's yellow um, vulture for those yellow, of you who are yeah. coming back, yellow checking vulture. out RPM afterwards. Mm-hmm. Uh, pink vulture is. Connor gave this to me. Oh, so a little disc swap, mm-hmm, little disc. Yeah, our disc swap we did for Christmas. Um, it it's a little bit more overstable than the yellow one I just mentioned, but it's not like fully overstable, like a a brand new vulture. Okay, I think like that Z jawbreaker kind of gives it, which is consistent with the zone. It's like a little straighter. Yeah. Um, so like it's like just this, the next step in stability from that first yellow vulture, and this one is a brand new like neon green that's it just was really fun and i needed a vulture that was like pretty overstable so that actually was a vulture (laughs) yeah right something's actually a vulture so that's what that is so it's like almost unrecognizable vulture like straighter vulture and then actual vulture has there been a moment and the stamps are quite different so probably not but has there been a moment because in my eye the yellow vulture and that green vulture look very similar, at least in the lighting you just showed. Mm-hmm. Have you had a moment yet where you just weren't thinking and you were chatting and you went to go throw one vulture and you had accidentally grabbed the other one? Yeah, I, it's funny. They are very different colors. One's like very lime green. The other one's very like muted yellow. Yeah. But I did grab the, I didn't throw it, but I grabbed it. And I was like, this feel, what is going on? And I'm like, oh, this is the wrong vulture. Yeah. Um, so I did, I did do that. Um, and it's funny, the Z jawbreaker and the, obviously the Z feel very similar and I've went to reach for them again, didn't pull it out. I'm like, Oh, that's not right. It's, it's really funny how you can also tell, like theoretically a vulture is a vulture. Right. But if I like just, if someone handed me both of these, I'm like, Oh, that's the yellow one. That's the green one. That's the pink one. Yeah. Like I can, it, they have a different feel to them, but it was funny. I did go up to the T with that lime green one. I'm like, Oh, nope, that's going to be bad. It was a uh, whole 16 at Timbrook where I needed to like, I need that like wide turn and, like, crash, wide yeah. and come. That one would have just been awful. Yeah, no, that's I, when I added the Raiders in, I had an old Raider that was flippy when I was throwing them two years ago. So I was like, mm-hmm. I have no idea how this is going to be now that I've added more power. And uh, I put another one in there that was also red. So I had mm-hmm. like a, a new Raider that was red and my flippy Raider mm-hmm. that was red. Yeah. And the only difference was one had Sharingan died on it. One had Darth Maul died on it. And thankfully, Dakota helped me out with that problem and threw Darth Maul into the middle of a lake. Uh, So don't have to worry about that anymore. But absolutely, like, I had stepped up multiple times and been like, nope, that would have been horrific. Uh, Or like on both sides, like one where I wanted the movement and I grabbed the overstable one. Mm -hmm. Or when I wanted, literally, there's a water feature and I was like, I should need to go straight and then crash. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Yeah, that's funny. So. Yeah, and that, I don't necessarily love orange and yellow per se as like a human, but I tend to like alternate those colors as like a reminder to me like, oh, hey, this is a disc you need to pay attention to. And also like I don't 
hey, you can find this a little easier. Unless you're throwing orange in Virginia, uh, because you guys yeah. get some leaves like nobody's business. Yeah, and that's why I can't decide. I'm like, why? Why is like some of my most thrown discs? Why are they orange? That makes no sense. Yeah, I mean, I remember doing that ace challenge with Connor where he got the double skip ace, and mm-hmm. we spent more time looking for Connor's disc between holes than anyone else's because yep. half his discs are orange, and we're like, oh, mm-hmm. all right, we got to find these. What a time! Mm-hmm. What a time! So, uh, listeners, let us know what are your what's your like. I'm sure we've got someone who bags the all pink bag and the all blue bag because I feel like those are two classics. Uh, yep. But let us know. Uh, so last disc in the bag is the Zeus. What's the Zeus doing? Okay. So this is a ESP Jawbreaker Zeus. Mm, what a good plastic blend. Oh, it. That's why. Like that's why it started. I actually got this from my wife who throws Zeus's. She's primary forehand player, so she'll flex Zeus's quite often. And she was like, I don't really like it. It's a little flippy. I'm like, wait, what? A Zeus? And I just, again, in my yard one day, I was like, oh, let me just see this. And I can just, I can throw this thing so far. I think it's because I feel like this plastic is a perfect blend of like gummy, flexible, but still has some rigidity to it. And I think I I can just, I feel like I can dig my thumb into it, which is not something I typically do a lot. Mm. And like, Man, I can rip this thing and it will flip up and go straight for me for a long time. Okay. And I also love to forehand this disc. If I'm throwing like a big, if I don't know, it just seems if I need to throw something on like, um, cause my lift, I do have to be careful that I don't turn it too much mm. on forehand. Um, I have to throw with like an appropriate, like amount of hyzer. Um, like this Zeus for whatever reason, I just feel like I can just kill it like on a baby hyzer. And it'll just kind of have that big sweeping like fade the entire time. Um, my brother-in-law has a course at his house that we put in. And there's just one shot that you throw. I mean, it's probably only like a 350 foot straight line. Yeah. But you have to throw it around this barn actually. And I'm, I just tried it one day. I'm like, I don't know. I threw my lift and I didn't do a great job. And I, then I threw like the quake on the other side and, you know, I was still like, I don't know. 50 60 feet out and you have to like there's like a stone wall on one side that you can't be on you got to go around the other side so i messed up that one i'm like oh we're, we're practicing why not and i just chucked this on forehand i threw it like 30 feet past the basket come on now i'm not saying i can do that every time just for whatever reason again i feel like i can dig into this disc yeah so it's re- it's really in there to like kind of like experiment with a faster disc i'm like am i ready for some faster discs or not Mm. i don't know now if i'm playing around am i like pulling this disc out to throw it probably nine out of ten no yeah there's no real reason for me to throw a disc i'm still working on but it's in there as like a transition disc like hey is there a world where i'm in this can i start throwing these discs now yeah so Uh i don't know they they have leaned into putting Jawbreaker in everything. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that was the story of the last half of 2023 for them. Mm-hmm. But that's that plastic, y'all. I don't know if it dropped anywhere other than USDGC. The ESP Jawbreaker, like I don't. I don't they may have had it available on the website, but I know that they cooked them up for USDGC. Mm-hmm. Uh, and y'all, I've got a. ESP jawbreaker passion. Mm -hmm. And the hard part is I love that plastic so much. And I've now thrown three different passions. I funny enough, have never thrown like a stock ESP passion. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've thrown three random plastics and that one feels so good. I'm like, Mm -hmm. that is my passion. That is what I lean into. And I just wish more people, cause I keep, I'll, go be around people that have passions and I'll show them that one. And they're like, Whoa, where can I get these? Unfortunately, no way. You can't. So Discraft, we need you. We need you to ramp up uh, because it's a beautiful blend that flies. So good. Yeah. So good. So I can completely see that. Yes. Overall, looking at the bag, Brad, I feel like you've got the places that you have the most overlap. You're very aware that it is overlap. So that's good. The challenge is going to be just like actually 
fixing it versus, yeah. oh yeah, I know how these have overlap. And then we do this episode two months from now and nothing's changed. Right. Yeah, that, that is going to be the hard part. And as I'm stacking these discs up right now, I put the Mockingbird to the side. It's not going back in. It's, it's I love out. it. Just because, again, I like the Mockingbird, but I like the FD more. And it's just really, there's just a lot of overlap right there. Yeah. It's just not something I need in my life right now. So, um, so yeah, I mean, I think this is my bag start for this year. And, you know, again, the Mockingbird's a great point. We're, I'm going to continue to watch the Envy Shaman inner core, like, flow and just see because that's not a slot those like throwing putters i really love throwing putters and mid-ranges and there's been some flow there and i'd really like to solidify those like because i want to like that part of my game to feel really good yeah um again envy is always going to be i feel good with the envy um and it's just really that shaman inner core slot like what is going to stay is it just going to be all envies and varying degrees of envy since we'll be playing more and trying to get better maybe i have an easier time beating in envies and that's just what that's going to be and i'm fine with that same way with the hex origin slots like that's something i'm pretty confident in what it is now but like i probably can get more confident i'd like to lock in that like five speed and under for the rest of the year like soon it's hard to do i think in winter a little bit because things are going to be a little different once it starts getting a little warmer but i would really like to lock that in and then Really, it's just like my drivers, I got to figure out just all the way around. I mean, I have a good, like, a good uh, format for what I want and a good, like, start. But I think I, I'm think I'm going to predict a lot of change there, probably. Probably some more, like, um, simplification, if I had to guess. Yeah. And speaking of change, when you go to switch these out, you know, you're going to have to have somewhere to store this mockingbird mm-hmm. that's not making it in the bag. These envies got to be stored somewhere, which keys us into our wonderful sponsor of What's New in the Warehouse, which is Heiser Disc Racks. Uh, we are so grateful to them for the support that they've continued to show us. Mm-hmm. Um, y'all, we, I mean, I'm just saying, I as I have gone through this season in January where I'm doing, I'm sorting things out in my bag as well, it is so convenient having these Heiser Disc Racks where I can have everything laid out in front of me. I've got trial sections. I have storage sections. It's like, oh, uh, I put out a story um, today talking about, hey, I'm going to run something against the zone. Mm-hmm. All my overstable pun approach options are sitting right in front of me on the hydro disc rack, beautifully displayed. Mm-hmm. So my wife's happy. Yep. But also so convenient for me because, man, it's a bummer when you have a great collection and you're looking for that disc. Yeah. And you can't find it. Right. Yeah, so thanks, Shannon. Hey, Heiser Disc Racks, one-person team, Illinois. Shannon's like an avid disc golfer. He just, he, you know, when we started talking about this partnership a while back, he just, he's like, I love disc golf. I just love being a part of it. I love helping out players and helping out folks. And, you know, you, if you pay attention, a lot of pros are using Heiser Disc Racks. You know, we're big fans of Heiser Disc Racks here. And it is a little bit of an investment, but that's okay. These things are precision-made. They're packaged beautifully. They're a piece of furniture. And it's all made in the U.S., everything. And it's all handcrafted. He goes and picks them up himself. He has a manufacturer right down the road from him that makes them for him. So, um, yeah, he's got some new stuff coming out. It's not out yet. But um, for In the Bag listeners, Shannon, he doesn't do this a ton, like very often, but um, he has um, activated a discount code for you. So you can, off your entire order, you can get 10% off if you use the code In the Bag. So make sure you use in the bag code. Again, these things are modular. So like if you don't have the budget to like buy 30 of them right now, that's okay. Buy one, buy a couple at a time, whatever you need to do to start your collection. They look good as one. They look good as four. That's completely up to you. But make sure you use code in the bag. Um, Thank you to all of you who have purchased them so far. We've seen a few of you post yours. So thank you so much for that. And thanks, Shannon and Heiser Distracts. Check out the link in the description. So Brad, what's uh, what's new? What what can they go to foundationdisc.com and find? What's new in the warehouse? Hey, we're we're starting to crank out some new stuff. The biggest thing here that we're releasing this week is we have some brand new. Um, I'm calling them retro stamped. Uh, the foundation mountain stamp on some MVP. So we have come on prism pyros. We have neutron hexes which is going to make my hex situation worse because I'm going to put one of those in. So I'm going to have a fission, eclipse, oh, and neutron. Baby. 
and um uh foundation mountain stamp time lapses and watts so we got all the bases covered there so make sure you check those out this weekend um i would advise get there quick if you're listening to this episode you probably already missed them and i'm sorry um if you but still go check anyway um our spotify um, apple podcast listeners it's five o'clock right now boom pause go pick you up some yeah so um also new tour life merch and new grip lock merch is live yeah make sure you check that out hey not to spoil behind the scenes here but the guys are in a little bit of competition with each other tour life and grip lock are in a little bit of competition so go support those there's hats there's t-shirts there's sweatshirts there's hoodies um all really cool and if you haven't seen the new grip locked design uh logo design that's what's on all this merch so make sure you check it out um tour life merch uh, grip lock merch is new the custom mvp no matter what whether you're wearing it on your body or you're putting it in your bag make sure it's good and we will see you all next week